So everyone has to date at least one of each of those people, and then you can meet the person that's the right combination of the two. Okay. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. So I'd like to talk about the phrase, um, I have high standards. I think this is a death phrase because, well, okay, I was talking to a client as usual and she's been single for quite some time, very sweet, has a full life, has a dog, has a good job, is very like happy with her life for the most part. And I was like, so why would you say that you're single? If I asked your friends, what would they say? Why are you single? One line. And she was like, they'd probably say, one, I don't put that much energy into it. And two, I think I just have really high standards. And that's the phrase that really kind of stuck out to me. I get not putting energy into it. If she's not there, she's not there. She likes her life the way it is. And she did say, you know, I'm happy with my life. If I meet someone, that's great. If not, that's okay too. Curious, because why are you talking to me? But um, sure, I'll buy it for now. But she also like wants to have kids and a family. So I was like, at some point, you're probably going to have to put a little more energy into it. I don't know. I mean, some people just stumble over single men every day, but like most people don't. So her high standards thing, right. So what that means to me when I hear that from someone is really, I'm coming up with reasons not to be open to a new person. I'm coming up with reasons to protect myself. And I said that to her and she instantly agreed that yes, maybe the idea of someone coming along and disrupting her very nice life where she sits and reads books and drinks tea with her dog is a little scary. And I get that because that life sounds wonderful. But if eventually you would like to share your life with someone, you're going to have to let someone upset your rhythm a little bit. And to do that, you're going to have to let people in that don't necessarily fit your ideal vision of a human being. And I'll tell you why. Because for the most part, male identifying humans do not level up, so to speak, until they meet someone who makes them want to do it. Not everybody. Nothing I say is a generalization of everybody, but it's just what I've seen, what I've experienced Uh, both professionally and personally, is women will be like, I'm going to get my own place. I'm going to kill it in my career. I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to have a life. I have friends. I'm my own woman. And men are like, "Mm, I live with three roommates and I own sheets on my bed, but whatever, it's cheap. Like, sorry, but that's how a lot of men are. They're not going to level up their life until someone really makes them want to. Until someone comes along and they're like, oh, God, I got to start showering. Like, that's, sorry, but that's kind of where it is. Like, men, they're very comfortable with routine. They're creatures of habit. As we know, they're not really major multitaskers. So if they're not focused on a relationship, they're kind of like maybe focused on their career, maybe focused on their friends. They don't really care. They can live with roommates. They can go out drinking every night. Um, I've had women who will be like, well, he drank a lot on our date. And I, I think he drinks a lot. And I'm like, yeah, he drinks a lot because he's a single guy who probably goes out a lot to meet people. And that's the activity he does. He goes out with friends to the bar because he'd like to meet someone and you're not going to do it sitting at home. Would you prefer that he sit at home and like talk to virtual robot girlfriends? Like, no. So he probably goes out and drinks a lot. But I guarantee you, once he meets, once he meets a woman that excites him, he's going to cut back on drinking, start working out, making smoothies in the morning, looking for a new apartment, thinking about getting rid of his roommates. Like, that's just 
the effect that a new person, I shouldn't even say men and women. I should say when someone is not leveling up their life, it usually takes someone they're excited about to kind of pull them out of it and be like, and also like how many guys once they meet a girl or person, whatever, are like, no, I'm going to keep going out to bars because I just had so much fun like getting turned down by strangers. Like, no, they're probably going to be like, great, now I can save money on alcohol. I don't have to go out anymore. My boo will sit at home with me and watch movies like I always wanted to. We make dinner together. Almost everyone, like it's a proven fact that couples live longer than not coupled people because they inspire each other to be healthier. One, because they make each other go to the doctor when maybe they wouldn't but also because they inspire each other. And so you could say, I have really high standards, but chances are whoever you're going to meet isn't already a perfect person. And also what matters is like, I get high standards for like morals and values and the type of person they are, but I don't get high standards for like, well, he shouldn't live with roommates or he shouldn't go out drinking or he should wear this kind of clothes. It's like, guess what? Those things are all changeable. And I'm not saying... You should meet someone and then plan on changing them. But I am saying most external factors can and will change when the person meets the right person for them. Like every time I do the laundry, I throw out half of my boyfriend's shirts because they're old (laughs) and I don't tell him that. But I'm like, he needs to get new shirts. I'm throwing them out like that. (laughs) They're old and they're gross and he needs new shirts. And so he's going to because of me. And without me, he'd probably wear the same shirts until they weren't even shirts anymore. So again, part of like coming into a couple is both people improving and growing and changing for the other person. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. So what I told this woman was you can have high standards, like I said, for the type of human being that you want your partner to be. But if you're looking that they have great fitness and they have a great living situation, they have a great job, like sure, yes, ideally, yes, great, perfect person. But like most people improve and level up when another person comes along that makes them want to be that way. And they're going to kick old habits. How many people have quit smoking for a partner? Most. Because most people won't put up with that. But when you're on your own, you don't care if you smell like smoke. But when someone's like, I'm not going to kiss you because you smell like smoke, guess what? You're going to quit smoking. So it's the difference between having high standards and having unrealistic ideal human that you have to ask yourself if you're just preventing yourself from finding someone because you're looking for something that isn't necessarily going to be there. And I'm not saying lower your standards. I'm just saying evaluate your standards and decide what's really, really important and what's not. Morals, values, those are important. Uh, What someone wears and does not really as important. Like, yes, you don't want to probably date an alcoholic and you don't want someone being like, I'm going to go to AA because of you. I mean, it happens from time to time, but like not ideal. They probably should be on their own for a while, but most things are malleable and changeable and you should just be looking for if you have a nice time with the person and if they treat you well and are kind to you and you feel good with them and, you know, they make you laugh, whatever those important things are, that's what matters and the rest is changeable. So just don't, Protect yourself from a partner under the guise of having high standards. So now we're going to take a question from an Instagram follower. Hi, Dahlia. I'm scared to love again. What are some baby steps I can take to help me be open to a new relationship? So I get similar questions to this a lot. Um, People are very fragile. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, people have a bad experience and they don't want to do it again. They don't want to go through it again. They don't want to get hurt. 
And I get that. And that's why it's important when you do go through a bad breakup to give yourself time to heal, time to be sad, time to be angry. But then you want to get yourself out there a little bit before you feel like you've had enough time because otherwise we all would just become hermits. So in terms of dating, you just kind of got to bite the bullet and get out there. And if you're like crying on every date, you're probably not quite ready yet. But I'm sure after a few, it'll start to be fun. Um, If she's talking about being in a relationship and not being ready to let someone in when she's been hurt in the past... Um, that is just a really good time for communication with the person that you're in a relationship with and just to let them know what's going on. I feel really strongly for you. I really like you. I'm terrified. I don't want to mess it up. I'm afraid I'm going to run and hide or be closed off. If you notice me closing off, feel free to talk to me about it. I've been hurt before. You obviously don't want to keep bringing your baggage into every relationship, but it is important to acknowledge what you're going through and not try and hide it or just try and power through it. But if you need things to move a little slowly, you can say that. If you need a little space, if you need time, if you need reassurance, all of that for the first few months I think is totally cool to talk about. You just don't want to be like holding on to the baggage and dragging it out for way too long. Okay, here we are for another live coaching session on Not Your Therapist. Um, This live coaching session is with the beautiful, stunning, gorgeous, funny, witty, hilarious Margot Lee Hamilton. Um, Margot Lee Hamilton is gorgeous. How old are you, 23? No, I just turned 25 in November. Whoa. When I met you, you were 23. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. 25. She's getting up there, guys. (laughs) Um, She's a comedian, actress, performer, model, gorgeous model. Check out her Instagram, Homegirl Margs. Um, she's amazing. She's one of my favorite people, oh, regular at my singles comedy show. Mm-hmm. She is just great. Um, so Margot, here we are. Did I miss anything important about you? Uh, no. No. Nothing. No. <laughs> so so Margot, um, when yes. we started this conversation, mm-hmm. we were like, so is there anything you want to like specifically talk about, a problem you're dealing with? A lot of times people come to me because they're like, I have this problem or this thing I'm going through. And you were like, nope, nothing. I have nothing going on. I have no experience, nothing. Yeah. But then you followed that up with, do you want to say that again, what you said to me? Yes. This is the year I'm going to meet somebody. This like, is I've the year you're going to meet it. somebody. I've worked a lot last year. I'm being comfortable with myself and opening my heart. And I really, like, think this year is going to be it for me. I just feel like all my ducks are in a row. Like, I finally have a really stable, amazing job modeling for Ross Dress for Less. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, you're you a regular. That? Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? That's amazing. I got it right after I was fired from my waitressing job. Perfect. The universe said, you are not yeah. meant to dirty your hands. No. You are a model. Yes. So I feel like all my ducks in a row with that. I have a new car. I'm, you know, booking things acting-wise regularly. So I'm just, I think now I need like a buddy. You're a star. Yeah. And you need your shining star partner. Yeah. Now, when you say, this is the year I'm going to meet somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody, your long-term person, you say meet, you're very... Just observing. You're very protective of yourself. As we've talked about, you have some walls up. Yeah. You're a little bit like, I'm not going to 
put myself out there, get hurt. Yeah. So even your phrasing, this is the year I'm going to meet somebody, is like kind of non-committal. It's oh, positive. Okay. But it's non-committal. Oh. Because you didn't say, this is the year I'm going to have a long-term monogamous partner, or this is the year I'm going to have a boyfriend, or whatever it is that you want. Oh, yeah. You just said, I'm going to meet somebody. I think that's because for me, it's just like, okay, let's take it one step at a time. Because I'm so outrageously single for so long then like at least we can try to meet someone but when you say meet so when you say meet someone you mean date someone yeah I would I really want to date somebody you want to date oh, somebody for sure I've so, always wanted to date somebody why you're so wonderful on your own uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I I'm I don't like being by myself like I'm okay I guess I'm kind of okay being single but I also the first thing I do when I wake up and I'm like who's around to hang out with because I don't like being physically by myself well I I also will observe about you that you're Uh someone who really loves to feel needed and really loves to take care of people you love doing things for people you love supporting people. You love making people feel good. Yeah. So in that way, it could be very appealing to you to be with a partner that you could totally. do that with regularly. Yeah. yeah. Um, when's the last time you dated someone? Last year. Just We broke up in February or March of last year. I brought him to your comedy show. And how long were you together? Two months. And how did you meet said person? At the comedy store. Another comedy venue. Yeah, he tapped me on the shoulder and that was it. That was it, like you made out with his face? Well, then we spent like, remember I spent like 48 hours with him after that day. And then it was like, just like that, kind of. And then we, I took him to your comedy show and I asked him not to come drunk. And he came really drunk and made a fool of himself and called me some really bad names. And all of our friends who were sitting next to us were like, do you need us to take him away, get him out of here? And they did. We like put him in an Uber. And then we broke up. And I have a tendency, which has happened to many of my previous partners, where I like I like break up with them. And then like a week or so later, I get back together with them. What do you think that's about? Did you get back together with him? Yeah. After he called you bad names and was drunk? Yeah, what a crazy... And then it was like... It was like when Carrie and Aiden on Sex and the City get back together and Aiden is like super passive aggressive to her. That's what it was like round two. And then he told me his sister came to visit so he couldn't talk to me or see me that week. And then I didn't hear from him since. And that was in February. March-ish, yeah. Of last year. Yeah. So almost a year ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, good. He did you a favor. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got out of it fast enough. Like it wasn't like... It could have been like six because we were really compatible other ways. Had he ever been like what led you to say don't come drunk to the comedy show? Had he been drunk inappropriately before? Uh, Not inappropriate wise, but just like ex-Marine military drunk man. Like alpha male, gross, masculine. Yes. Yes. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. But I stayed with him because he was so hot. Like, he's the hottest guy I've ever been with in my life. But, you know, Amy Schumer has that line in Trainwreck where she's like, you don't want to be with the the hottest, best sex you've ever had. That guy's in jail. That's true. Yeah. You want to be probably the hotter one. Yeah. And he was so hot. Like, like I couldn't believe he wanted to be with me. Who doesn't want to be with you? You're a model. But also, not just you're a model. You're hilarious and you're a really good person. Thank you. And you're just, like, so unique in every way. Yeah. And... 
you should be with someone that you find hot, but I wouldn't want you to be with someone like objectively hot because I don't trust those people. Yeah, I don't either. That's like a lesson learned for me. Just like check that off the box. Well, I do have a theory. Mm. We'll see if it comes true. But Uh my theory a little bit, because you're in your 20s and I do tend to say that your 20s don't matter and nothing you're doing matters and your 20s are for being an idiot. And so like everything you're going through is worthwhile. But I do have a theory that most people date at least one person that it's like super passionate, good sex, hot, so attracted, wild, crazy. That was, that was him for sure. And probably not the nicest person, a little yeah. bit psychotic, emotionally manipulative. Sociopath. Yeah. Hopefully not abusive in any way, yeah. but sometimes. Yeah. And then they also date one really boring, nice person who doesn't do it for them, but they're like, I should like you and I should be into this. So everyone has to date at least one of each of those people, and then you can meet the person that's the right combination of the two. Okay. So let's – how do I – what's the next step? Because I haven't dated anybody since. But you've had a lot of – I know a little bit about you, which is you – you tend to have, like, a dramatic effect on people. So dramatic. I have these, like, two-day, like, week-long, like, all-in – Well, because you're very, um, don't take this the wrong way, (laughs) but you're very kind of manic pixie dream girl. I get that. Yeah, I know. You are. You're very like to men, not to me, but to men. It's like, who is this wild character who says whatever she wants and like doesn't care and does her own thing and she's so unique and different. Like, I must have her as my muse. And then after 48 hours, you're like, oh, I'm a person with needs. And they're like, oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. That, I think you are the Manic Pixie dream girl and you're kind of comfortable with that role. So you do wait a little bit to reveal that you're a human being with a heart and a soul and needs of your own. And you kind of love that when people meet you, they're like, myself included, who is this like magical unicorn person? Like she is unlike anyone I've ever met. And so you love that. But so I think you let that go on a little long without speaking up for your own needs and wants and being a human person with thoughts and flaws mm-hmm. what do you think about that i think it's true for sure every time i so to speak meet someone magic two days or like a week of like who is this girl she's an icon but then it just dissolves and i don't like i i i don't know i don't know maybe i think i want to just like stop that and just kind of be like okay here is everything First date, this is who I am. I think you can do that because I think yeah. people are gonna like you anyway. I think so. I mean, I don't, they I'm are. Not used to like guys liking me though. Like I always say, like people like me, but they don't like like me. You mean guys like you, but they don't like like you? I think everybody. Well, you like me, and I really like. You. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Uh-huh. But even like guys, I'm. I don't know. I can't. I'm trying. I'm wondering if it's myself. But I'm trying to get past the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And the guys who think I'm Manic Pixie Dream Girl are, like, under my league. So it's so easy to, like, fuck with them and do that. And that's bad. Shame on me for doing that. No. They're fine. They'll survive. Okay. So, but the ones who, like, I have potential with, for some reason, I'm, like, friend zone myself. Or, I don't know. I just can't get these guys on my level to like me like that. Or, like pursue me like there have been so many 
guys in my life who are just as funny as me, talented as me, just like on my level with what have you, and I can't get them to date me. I'm just such a friend. I think part of it is probably that when you're not into a guy and you know he, you're out of his league, so to speak, and you're the manic pixie dream girl, you don't give a shit. And you're just like, I don't care. Like, I'm me and I'm big and bold and proud and whatever. And then when it's a guy you actually like, I think you probably try to temper yourself a little bit. And you're like, I'm nice and sweet and I'll take care of you. And what are your needs? And mm-hmm. I'm not too sassy or too much. I'm just enough for you. And I think that twofold you should drop that because one, you want to attract the right people who are into you for who you are. Yeah. But two, there's definitely something that we all do when we like someone, we get nervous and we try to be someone else. When we don't like someone, we don't care. Inevitably, the person we don't like likes us because we don't care. So That's what you used to tell me. Yeah. You're so like, try not to give a shit. Try not to give a shit. Yeah. You have to trick yourself into not giving a shit yeah. with the people you give a shit about. But also, some of these ones who you think are like not, you're not in their league, are they like nice guys? I have no idea. Like, because my experience, my guess with you is that you're more drawn to a little bit of assholery. For sure. A little sass, a little charm, a little bad boy hard to get. Yeah. And that the ones that you're like, no, thank you, are like the sweet big-eyed, worshipping Margot ones. Yes, and for some reason I just don't. I'm like, eh, I could do better, and that's bad. Well, that's kind of just where you are right yeah. now. Like you said, you aren't really used to guys liking you maybe, so why is that? All. I've never – I maybe – I'm 25. I've maybe dated three people, and one doesn't really count, but it was like the most relationship I've ever had with a person, and he wasn't anything – I don't know. I don't have any experience and I've never had a guy actively pursue me besides the guy I dated last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that you are not necessarily ready for the nice guy yet because you're so kind of new to dating and new to guys liking you that you still kind of have to chase those ones that don't like you, that you're still a little bit in your head like, if they like me, they can't be good enough for me. If they like me, they must be a loser. Whereas, and you're like, if they don't like me, that means they're worthwhile and I want them. And you've got a little bit of that achiever in you because you're very driven about your career and everything else you do. You're like, something's only worth it if I have to fight really hard for it. And it's not worth the eyebrows. (laughs) Shock. Um, But you don't think people are worth it if it's just easy and they're right there and they just like you already. You're like, I don't have to fight for it. Yeah. And I don't want it weird yeah I don't but I've never had somebody actively pursue me I just don't know where to get them where do I find them (laughs) are you on the apps I forget I was but now I'm not because I don't care and like when I'm on apps like I do I used to do bubble a lot I think I deleted it like two weeks ago I'm I like message everybody like anything because I don't I don't care what I say I say anything that's good yeah I think that's nobody ever responds to me well what kind of things do you say Um. (laughs) (laughs) what do you say like hope you're having a nice day I'm having a nice day I just went grocery shopping just like anything I, I just say the most obvious thing like I like that shirt you're wearing or I, I matched with somebody who I was already following on Instagram because he's a comic. And I was like, hey, I've seen all your videos on Instagram before. I think they're great. How funny is it that we matched? And just like radio silence. 
Because I don't really care what I say to guys. I just don't think there's any like right or wrong thing to say. I think you get your answer regardless. Well, I don't think there's a right or wrong thing to say, but it sounds a little to me like what you're saying is either more boring than you are. So the guys are probably like, ugh, another boring person. I don't need to respond to that. And you're not a boring person. So that's probably doing you a disservice. And the other is, sounds a little like you don't care if they respond, but that's probably coming across in how you're talking to them. It's like, I could just sit here and entertain myself if I needed to. I don't need you at all. Yeah. So they're like, guys want to feel needed. Okay, so what do I say? Um, Actually, I got a really good tip from my... Uh, gay friend Tim Drucker the uh-huh. other day um, he bumbles for his girlfriends a lot and he'll just say K and then the guys always respond K the letter K K isn't that crazy and people respond to that because guys need like bait they don't want to be catered to they want the bait strung up in front of their faces and they have to go get it I used to say my line was just nice face and guys responded really well to that Because I sounded a little sarcastic, but also it was a compliment. Okay, so I'm just, my whole deal is like, let's just put all of me out there so there's like nothing. I'm going to say don't do that. You're going to say don't do that. Because it's also not all of you. Like, you can never put all of you out there on an app because that is not real life and that's not real conversation. You can't put all of you out there until you meet in person. Mm -hmm. So you're just trying to put a little bait out there for them to latch on to and start the conversation and then get to the date we're not trying to make friends on an app and be messaging Uh, all day long we don't care about that yeah fuck that so you don't need to be like hi i had a nice day my name is margot lee hamilton and this is what i did (laughs) nine o'clock woke up had oatmeal two o'clock you know like just be like your first thought about them statement Mm. Not like, how's your day? How mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. Boring. Uh-huh. You're so interesting. You should you should be able to think of a funnier thing okay. than that. I do have something I may maybe like a little bit withholding from okay. you. Okay. I do have very intense Instagram crushes. Okay. And I want to know how to get them now. You want like your I, Instagram crushes. Yeah. How bad is that? That is so like AOL instant messenger of the sixth grade. Do you ever message them? No, but... We were, I was supposed to be set up with him like a year ago. An Instagram crush? Yeah, because we have a, we have a mutual late woman friend. Why don't you message him and say, I was supposed to be set up with you a year ago? Because I've seen what his ex-girlfriend looks like. Don't worry about that. Ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I'm going to say, I doubt you will have much success following Instagram crushes through because most people are not who they portray on Instagram. Well, he's not like an influencer or anything. He's just, we have mutual friends. Still. Okay. I'm just generally like, meet in person. You can't trust anything on the internet. You can't trust the apps. You need to get to the in person. So I want to be in person with people. Great. So get to that. So you need to, you can be direct because that's your personality anyway. So you need to like message this guy and be like, we we're supposed to be set up a year ago. Do you want to get a drink sometime? Let me know. And what if I'm rejected? Bye. Okay. That's, I don't, it's so embarrassing. No, it's not. Who cares? Are you going to see him again? Have you ever met him? Never. Well, who cares? Yeah, fuck. Who's going to see? I've never. We have to start putting ourselves out there. I really want to start putting myself out there. Yeah. And you're going to have to risk some embarrassment because also you're somewhat of an intimidating lady. I know. Because you are so bold and proud and who you are that you might need to do some asking out yourself. And I know you're not afraid to do it. But the good thing, a good rule of thumb is to say, I want this. 
let me know. Then they still have to do something. They still have to do some work to get to the thing, but you've already put it out there that you're interested. If they're not interested, they won't let you know, and then no harm, no foul. Wow. I think you should do it. Maybe I'll make you do it right now. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking I go back to the person who was supposed to set us up and have her do it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so like embarrassed by it. But that's so shocking to me because you're so not embarrassed by anything else. I'm not embarrassed about anything except when it comes to men. What do you think that is? Um, I don't know. Childhood experiences coming up? Being rejected as a child. Yeah. I mean, I was like the most bullied by boys. Why? Because I was the fat kid. (laughs) Oh. But then my worst bully like confronted me in college and was like, I've been in love with you this whole time. What a shocker. Twist (laughs) ending. We didn't see it coming. (laughs) They're all in love with you. What you need to start doing Mm. is assuming that everyone is in love with you. Just assume. And if they reject you, assume it's because they don't think they're good enough for you. Wow. Can you think that for me? Can you say that one more time? Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to assume Uh that everyone is in love with you. Okay. And if they reject you, it's because they think they're not good enough for you. Okay. So everybody is in love with me. And if they don't want to date me, it's because they're inferior to me. Yes. Exactly. And the only ones who are worthy of you are the ones ones who who want to date you. Yes. The ones who want to date you. Yeah. I think there's a lot of guys who want to date me. They just don't tell me then they need to step it up. But you might need to throw a few of them a bone. Oh, I don't do that. But see, that's what you need to do. If you actually want to date someone. If you don't, which you could be totally content with your Mm -hmm. career right now. You're 25, you're on fire, you're a model. Like, you are on fire. Yeah, but I really want to date somebody. But you want to date someone because Mm -hmm. you want to get some experience. Now, I don't want you looking for the love of your life right now. It might happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe in that anyway. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you... Like, okay, this man has to be my husband. Because I know you're very dramatic and you like to think that way. I'm so dramatic. (laughs) But this is just about you getting experience. So all experience is good experience. As long as you get out and you don't get, like, you know, hurt physically in some way. Okay. But all experience is good experience. So we just want you to be getting more experience. And that means putting yourself out there and just, like, collecting stories. Okay. So I I have to start going outside and start like going to bars and stuff? Well, if you want, but then you have to talk to people. I know. (laughs) But you're going to have to let people know you're interested. I feel like that's where it's at right now. Yeah, I don't know how to let people know that I'm interested. You can go up to them and be like, you're really cute. Do you want to take me for a drink sometime? Here's my phone number. Do you know how hot that would be? Seriously? But I don't think any, I don't know. It's, I'm such a juicy contradiction. Because you're so shy, but so bold. Yeah, and like, well, I just, I just, I know that there's a lot of people who probably want to date me, but when I'm in the moment, I'm like, oh, they, they think I'm ugly. No one thinks you're ugly. That's so nice of you. No one thinks you're ugly. (laughs) Everyone wants to date you. Yeah, and if they don't, they're they're just scared. Yeah. Yes, they're scared, and you don't want them. My friend. Oh, Remember I texted friend. you? Yes. He wanted me so bad. And then the minute I was like, okay, let's do it. Pew. He was terrified. <laughs> terrified. But good. You weeded him out. Yeah. You don't need that. You probably at this point need an older I know that gentleman. my Instagram crush is older. But also be careful about that because. Mm. I know what it's like the guys who are in their 30s in L- LA who go to the young 20-year-olds. That's There's right. some twisted shit. They're like. 
Eventually, you might end up with someone younger because I feel like a little bit more um, strong, like independent women often end up with younger guys. It's just like a dynamic that happens. My mother's partner is 17 years younger than her. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. My partner is five years younger. Yeah, that's Four and true. a half. Yeah. Wow. I've always dated younger, mostly. I've dated older a few times and I didn't love it, so. Mm. But that's me. But where you're at right now might be good to experiment with both. I would reach out to the Instagram crush. Who cares? I don't want to like see him around the comedy scene. What's up with you in the comedy scene? It's bad. This would, is mm, a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for it. I'm like a little bit of a chuckle fucker. Mm, you'll get over that. Yeah. You'll get over that by like age 30. If not, <laughs> I'll help you then. Okay. But you're allowed. Right now you're allowed to okay. be whatever kind of fucker you want to be. Yeah. Um, just be careful. Mm-hmm. But I would say put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Give out your number. Okay. Don't take their number. Give out your number. Okay. Because then they still have to be man enough to make the move. Okay. So you'll learn who's man enough for you. Okay. But same with the Instagram crush. I mean, I think rather than getting another person to jump in, which is not really who you are. Yeah. But only who you are when you're afraid. I should just go for it. You should go for it. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Just message him and be like, we were supposed to be set up a year ago. I'd love to get a drink sometime. Let me know. Wow. And then he'll have to deal with it from there. Okay. I'm giving you that assignment. Oh, come I want to hear back. Give me a break. No, you're I doing it. Really? Yes. I only decided that it's his ex-girlfriend because she doesn't post pictures of him anymore, which means they're broken up. They're broken up. Yeah, they're broken up. Doesn't matter. Okay, so that's the assignment. That's the assignment. I'm going to puke over that assignment. You're going to do it. You're going to get oh, back to no. me. No way. Seriously? What do you think an assignment is? <laughs> Ask me what I did in high school. That's true. <laughs> that's your assignment. You have no two no weeks. Way. You have two weeks oh to complete God. it. Two I, weeks. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's your assignment. But what? then from there, your other assignment is to... Put yourself out there to a person once a week. Where? Whether it's in person, on Instagram, or on an app. Okay. Just just for the experience. Right yeah, now, I just want the practice we're not of it. worried about your future, whatever. We're just wanting you to get some more experience and to understand how in demand you are. Am I in demand? You are in demand. I want to be in demand. You are in demand. All right. Yeah, they want you. And if they don't want you, they're just scared. They're inferior. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for talking Uh and being so candid. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about you. Thank you. Really? I am. (laughs) So not. Because also, if you don't do any of this, like, that's just not where you are right now, and that's fine. And that's okay. But when you want this for real, that's what you're going to have to do. Okay. But I still, you have two weeks. I I need the most practice. I just need to be like going up to people at Trader Joe's being like, you're so hot. Yes. Go up to people at Trader Joe's and be like, oh my God, I have the same honey at home. We should drink tea together at some time. Here's my phone number. (laughs) Like literally anything. I know you can do it. You're the most charming person. That's really nice. So just do it and be you and don't try and like be less of you to attract the wrong people. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. you. I love you. (laughs) That was Margot Lee Hamilton. Margot spelled with A-U-X because she's sexual and beautiful and amazing, as you heard. And this is my matchmaking moment where I say, if you're looking for a wonderful 25-year-old, ambitious, hardworking, nurturing, hilarious woman, she is straight as of today. Hit me up. Let me know. Email notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also, her Instagram is homegirlmargs. 
So you could probably DM her. She may or may not respond. She's got a lot of fans. She'll have even more after this podcast, but I cannot recommend her highly enough. And we just want her to get experience. So come at us. Just the tip, a dating tip. When you're out and about, this is going to sound crazy, but give your phone number out. And some people are like, but isn't that awkward? How do you do that? You should have your phone number written down on a scrap of paper in your pocket whenever you go out. Then if you see someone you like, you just give it to them and it's like, whoa, so casual, so easy, so sexy, so confident. People don't do it enough. And the amount of times I myself have done this and either ended up dating someone or someone texts me like, you know, I have a girlfriend, but thank you. That was so flattering, like really made my day. Wow. Worst thing that could happen if you do this is you make someone's day. So get your phone number, write it down, and then give it out. You can also write it on the receipt of your server. I encourage my clients to do this whether they're actually into a person or not, just because it's such a bold move. Just having it in your pocket just gives you more swagger because you're like, I know at any given moment, if I see someone I'm into, I have the power to put myself out there and see what happens. That's amazing. And like I said, the worst thing you could do is make their day. So everybody, write your number down and give it out. If you have dating questions, comments, concerns, email me at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to Chris Bartolucci, my beautiful producer, and Margot Lee Hamilton for coming on the show. And thank you to all of you for getting out there and making dating fun.